Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Ta-da! I'm living proof, baby. Miracles happen. How about that? You laugh, Alan, but Google's bailed me out of a lot of uh, things. I'm telling you, I had muscle cramps. It said, eat walnuts, almonds, and bananas. I've been, you see, I've been eating them like crazy. No cramps. Who needs doctors when you got Google? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome to hour two, everybody. No breaking news, but we're out of the gate with the second half kickoff brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Seattle Kraken fan club. And I know we got Jen from the Four Seasons watching right now. Hopefully we can get the Greek freak tuned in. I got to get down there, Darren, but as I think you know, I've lost almost 30 pounds and I've had like no pizza at all in a couple of months. So dieting and pizza don't necessarily go together. And it's like, if you're going to go to the Four Seasons, you're going to go for all the right reasons. And it's pizza and their boneless dry ribs, which are the best in the world. Well, I've been doing the pizza so. from Four Seasons for a lot of hockey <laughs> it's games. Very good. It is very good. But yeah, trying to get back on the, uh, the, the, the skinny here. Mm-hmm. Well, you too. Of course. Get on the pink drink, man. Look good. It's working. All right. It's so funny here, by the way. I was saying to Darren, we're talking CFL and all the comments were CFL. Then I do the uh, Great Western Ultra update and talk about Kerry Price and machine gun and carry price comments from the viewers for instance jeff the stamps fan says how high will price rank in all-time best canadian goalies with no cups it's a pretty open question it is but as chris bird in toronto says price does have olympic gold so there's that i mean you're gonna take a stanley cup over olympic gold anybody will you're gonna take stanley cup over anything including a hall of fame induction it's crappy because if you put Kerry Price on the 93 or 86 Habs, they're winning a Stanley Cup. Or the late 70 Habs, they're winning four. It's not Kerry's fault. But the team hasn't been as good. That's right. So how do you say he's not as good as Ken Dryden when he's probably every bit as good, but he doesn't have Guy Lafleur and Steve Shutt and Guy Lapointe, Larry Robinson? It's not Kerry's fault. But now it kind of feels like Kerry's sitting back being like, I don't care what you guys do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure we win. Like, yeah. I'm just going to play so good. Just go out, get me one or two goals, and, mm-hmm. and I'll take care of the rest. That's how it feels. Jeff in Winnipeg says, I'm a big Price fan. It would be cool to see him win a cup for his stellar career. Wayne in Victoria, B.C., I agree with most of what you said, but it's not a win-win for me if the Habs win. Sorry, folks. I'm not sure what he means by that, but he's, I'm sure it makes sense to him. And from Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, he says, it's awkward when you're the only person cheering for Vegas in a pub full of people cheering for Canadian interest. I'm sure, but don't be afraid to stand alone. That's one thing I noticed when I was a Coyotes fan for a while when my friend Gary owned the team. I didn't have anybody to talk Coyotes with around here. <laughs> I, don't have, I couldn't talk Coyotes in Phoenix, let alone here. And then I was kind of, you know, getting into the Oiler thing again because that was my team growing up. That was nice. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Oiler fans around here. You could talk about the games. What did you think of Mike Smith last night? Everybody had an opinion. Yep. And now with the Golden Knights, at least there's more fans for them than the Coyotes. Like I told you when I was golfing with Edmund Belgard, the uh, chief of the File Hills First Nation, 
He goes, the Knights are my second team behind the orders. And I'm like, good. We have lots to talk about then. There's a lot more uh, Golden Knights fans coming. They're coming quick. Well, because they're on TV all the time. That's true. When Going you're on deep. TV, winning helps for sure. Exposure. Look at all the Canadians in that organization. A lot of Canadians on the ice. I think the most, right? We talk about of the teams that are left. Um, the management, right? There's a lot of Canadians in that organization. So there's a lot of similarities and a lot of connection to, uh, to Vegas. Randolph Zora watching in Ontario says, I was reading Rob Vanstone's book on the riders. He said the men's rooms in old Taylor field had troughs to tinkle in. I know they weren't modern, but I don't remember troughs. Oh yeah. They had troughs right up until the end. I believe Mm -hmm. it was disgusting. There was really nobody that wanted to keep Taylor field. (laughs) I mean, nobody since we're not on national television, I can, I can let the reins out a little bit here with a story. It's not, don't worry, not anything too crazy, but the Spokane Chiefs had an arena called the Boone Street Barn, and I loved going there with the Pats and Raiders as the road team. It was an old theater, and the walls were all glass. The outside walls were glass. So when you're walking around the concourse, you could see downtown Spokane, beautiful cool. city. And then a huge, a huge stage at one end. So people would sit up on the stage. They'd crowd. This is like in the 80s and 90s, man, before it was a thing to have a party in the end zone. Do you right. know what I mean? They were doing it in Spokane years ago. And the boards were like this. You'd hit them. It sounded like you were broke every bone in a guy's body when you hit him <laughs> in Spokane. Like this. So anyways, they were going to tear that thing down and build what is now Spokane Veterans Memorial Arena. Potentially the nicest arena in the Western Hockey League. It is so beautiful. But I remember walking up to old Westy, you know, Westy, the voice yep. of the Chiefs. Now he's with Tri-City. And I said, Westy, I'm really going to miss the Boone Street Barn, man. Like, it's just, it's so awesome. He's like, miss it? Have you talked to Westy? You know, he's so yes. dry and cynical. He's like, I'll take a leak on the parking lot that this thing become Miss it? Piss all over the Boone Street Barn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well... I never forgot that. That was in about 1994. And, and I thought that about Taylor Field because every time that I went in to call a game, and nobody's called more games there than me in the history of that place, there would be a dead pigeon on my desk or bird crap all over. You've called games in there. Oh, like yeah. It was disgusting. And that's just what we had to put up with, not the least of which the 18 health and safety codes, codes with bathroom, God knows what, running from the down. You know what I mean? Like it was nobody was sad to see that place go. And that's what Westy was saying about the Boone Street Barn. Yeah. It's okay to come into 10 days a year as a fan, maybe. But when you go there to work every day, sort of go totally off You're on that, sad about it because of the memories, right? And, and I really wasn't. You fell in love with the team in that place, and that's the stuff you miss. And you don't get that same feeling in the new building. But the kids do, because this is where their memories are being made. Exactly. So they're going to feel the same way about it as you felt about Taylor Field or, or the old uh, arena in Spokane. Man, that's cool. <laughs> and I can hear him doing Because every time, you know, he comes into Saskatoon or Regina, pulls up a chair, sits down with Les, and the best. starts chatting. And it's just the greatest conversations. There's something about him that reminds me of Jay Leno a little bit. Yep. Really big, big chin. Big chin and kind of the <laughs> yeah. voice a little bit. The voice, the too. character. We'd love oh, to get yeah. him on here. It'd be great. Mm, Jennifer at the Four Seasons, by the way, says dry ribs on special today, too. Uh-oh. Mm. Should have told me How that. about that? 
I didn't How have to take, tape a show right after this, I'd go down there for lunch. Um, Nelson says, the Knights are exciting to watch. A lot of teams have realized they can do well and win a cup without superstar talent by having a strong defense. Vegas flies around the ice at such a pace, a lot of teams can only keep up with them for one period. I don't know what Montreal did right last night. They went in and said they had a plan for Vegas, and they clearly executed it. The Knights were just off all night. And I'm not concerned about how this series is going because the the Knights aren't going to have many off nights. What has me confident here is that the best team will win in a seven-game series. I have always had Vegas in six in this series, and that isn't changing. Uh... What's going on, Moose? What's on your phone here? Just business. Yeah. Darnell Theris from uh, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. You guys want to run the Rockstar, the guitar right out over here? There you go. Rockstar of the day. They sponsor it. He says, when you are short, the troughs were especially gross. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, the, the, the guy in Ontario, Randolph, said, did they once have troughs? What do you mean once? We had them right up until the time our wrecking ball went through that place. Right and, to the end. And because it was such a staple and, and rider games are just part of our lives in Saskatchewan, that when you go across the street to the Brant Center into the bathroom and there's a circle um, water fountain, like the hand washing station where you use the pedal with your feet, yeah. people think that's the trough and they want to pee in that. And it's like, no, 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 that's where we wash the hands. So they get all confused. I was telling you this when we were doing Pats games this spring. There's a huge trough, but it's granite. It's not the disgusting ones that were in Taylor Field. In the Brand Center, where God's team, the Regina Pats play, there's these granite troughs. Like you said, you walk up and step on a pedal and the water comes out. And when I was in grade two, we were at the Agribition Rodeo Cabaret, and my cousin Wade's dad, Gary Beck, walks up and hangs it out and takes a leak in that thing. I'm like, I was seven, and I knew that you don't do that. What are you (laughs) doing, Gary? And what do you say when he's a dad? And we're seven. Ew. You're washing your hands. It's like, (laughs) um, probably laughed our ass off is what we did. (laughs) So stunned. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. John in Edmonton says, grade two back in the year 18 BC. Am I that old? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, by the way, with Dar- Darnell there from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, I want to say that Rod Black was the rock star of the day yesterday. There you go. That's what we were that's looking for. That's what I was asking for. The rock star of the day was Rod Black. And today's contestants are Mike Morielli, the commissioner of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, and Justin Bourne of Rogers Sportsnet, who's going to be joining us in moments. And if you weren't watching an hour ago, I I don't know why you wouldn't have been, but we talked about the biggest news in the CFL today, which I think is big news. I mean, what I think is big news is a lot of times different than what you people think is big news. But the Riders and Bombers are considering, sorry, they're discussing joint practices to be held in Regina, joint scrimmages, if you will, ahead of the, pre, ahead of the regular season. And I guess my first thought when I thought heard that was good. 
But then my second thought was, well, if you're not allowed to have exhibition games, period, because of COVID controls, why are you allowed to have joint practices? Because you're still going to be contacting. Joint practices are just another fancy new word for scrimmages. And then when people heard this, they're like, is it going to be at Mosaic Stadium? Can I get in? Right? Everybody wants to get in and watch these joint practices. It's for football purposes, period, to evaluate their players better. But the inkling that I hear is that these joint practices are going to be cleared. It's going to happen. And then you got the BC Lions sitting out there as the ninth team saying, what about us? We don't have anybody to have a joint practice against. This is a competitive imbalance. They will launch a complaint. They absolutely will. The question is, does it hold Does any it water? go anywhere? Yeah. Does it hold any water? It's... I don't think it should. I don't think it will. I think, you know what, that's just, that's tough. And you know, when we can travel, you're going to have to make a, a point of traveling to have a joint practice with somebody, if that's the case. If you're allowed to. Present a plan, get it approved, and maybe somebody like Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, maybe they have two joint practices. You know, well, a couple of days here and a couple of days with BC. I don't know. From uh, John in Edmonton, he says, Edmonton and Calgary are playing... That, too, says Terry Jones. So they're going to have controlled scrimmages. So I'm not going to be the jerk or that guy and say, how come they're allowed to do that when they can't have preseason games? Clearly, the government has said you can do it. So good for them. But the slogan of COVID isn't we're all in this together. COVID-19 sucks to be you. So it's going to be BC Lions sucks to be you. Sorry. Dale Barazuk, before we break, he says, can you touch on this fast? I'm sorry, touch on what? Dale's uh, a great guy. He wrote in earlier with some comments. He watches every day with his son. And he, he had some nice comments earlier. What would you like us to touch on? We'll have to break and come back and talk, touch on it later on Viewer Takeover, okay? Because when we come back, Sportsnet's Justin Bourne will join us to chat Stanley Cup playoffs. You're watching the RP Show, preempted this week from Game Plus TV, so we are live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Justin Bourne joining us from Sportsnet. Uh, he said he's going to be a couple minutes late, so I'll get to the question from Dale Barazuk. Great guy, by the way. He says, um, good morning. Beautiful across the country, which it is today. He says, my son and I are watching as always. Great job going on there. Question, do not all athletes have to have tests done? I think of steroids, drugs, HIV, others. I haven't thought of COVID in the same context, as I mentioned. Keep up the great work, all. Thanks again. My son says, go Elks. How about that? Blah. How about that? (laughs) They're getting fans. Oh, yeah. The Elks are getting fans. And people are excited to post the gear that they've ordered online. I know. It looks good. Actually, uh, my guy, Reed Johnson from the XFL Mark podcast. I was on it yesterday out of Seattle. And he went to a bar last night in Seattle wearing all Elks gear because he's chosen that as his team. He's already got Elks gear. That's going to be his rooting interest. So I like it. And I also like that people in Calgary are calling it Elk season. Hunting (laughs) season. Yeah, Elk hunting season. 
They're all going to have like um, printed off fake like tags. Mandy, Mandy in Edmonton says, is it just me or does it seem like no Tiger Cats fans chime in here? That's a two-part answer. Number one, they don't like me in Hamilton. Which it's not mutual. I don't care about Hamilton. I don't think about him. But they don't like me at all in Hamilton. And two, a lot of them watch on YouTube because we can see it. Because their avatars come up and their, what do you call it, their digital geographic, I guess, or geotag, says they're in Hamilton. Wait a minute. Now that I think about it, Hamilton's in our top 10 for viewership. They watch on Facebook. They watch. They don't say anything. Yeah. So I think for the most part, they're okay with you. I think there's a few people in Hamilton that don't like you. A few. Well, please tell me the second Justin Bourne's ready to go. But Charleston Hughes was in here the other day. Did I say this on the air? I can't remember if I said it on the air or not. Chucky's like, I was going to get Brandon Banks on my podcast. And I find out you got a beef with him too. Or whatever it is. He's like, what are you doing, Rod? And I'm like, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's me. But yeah, I don't think Speedy B's over it. Simone Lawrence, you said more than a few people. Bob Young gets it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg says, Hamilton doesn't like Rod more than Calgary? Come on now. I'll survive. John, John Ohm in Winnipeg. What's the beef with Hamilton, Rod? I just said it. I said that Simone Lawrence was a thuggish type of player. That was the quote that just sent them around the bend. And then Brandon Banks said, I said that he shouldn't have won the most outstanding player the last season they played. It should have been Cody Fajardo. And his head popped off his shoulders. And it touched off a weekend-long back and forth between me and him, which just happened to be Grey Cup weekend. That's right. That he was playing it. Okay, how's your focus? Anyways, mm. Justin Bourne just sitting down at the table and getting ready to... I'm excited to, to, to visit with Borny, by the way. Son, of course, Islanders great. Bob Bourne, pride of Netherhill, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon Blades alum. Let's get him on the screen. How you doing, Borny? Great to see you, my man. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. I don't know if I can find you on Wikipedia or so forth for your birth date, but with this Islanders renaissance, Justin, I just wonder if it's bringing back any memories of your childhood or how you feel about how deep New York's gone here in a couple of springs. Well, I'm loving it. I can't say <laughs> that I remember any of the Stanley Cup years that my dad was involved in, but um, I... You know, I, I have a lot of Islanders memories that came after my dad was an Islander. Um, being around Nassau Coliseum, uh, I actually married Clark Gilly's daughter, uh, another product <laughs> of Saskatchewan there. So um, I've been back plenty of times and have an undying allegiance to the Islanders and the Coliseum. So this has been awesome. A lot of fun for me. I actually forgot about that. Clarky told me that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, well, Clark was just on with us last week. My God, he has not stopped smiling for a couple of months here. But I- I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I asked Aaron Drager the other day. Why is it that the Islanders seem to have flown under the radar, Justin? Nobody had him picked to go this far. By the way, I had a Vegas Islanders Stanley Cup pick before this started. But why do they not get the kudos? It's just they're, they're just decidedly unsexy. You know, you look at that roster and you go, you know, where is it? Show me Nate McKinnon or Connor McDavid or, you know, show me these elite guys. And it's like, well, we can't. Matt Barzell is pretty good, but we can't do that. But what they do is good old fashioned hockey. You know, they play in their system. They're, they got a real physical edge to them and they're not a dirty team. So it's a nice sort of balance of physicality while staying out of the box. 
you know, and they defend well. They they defend the house more than anything, right? It's not like they clog up the neutral zone like the New Jersey Devils back in the day. They really just keep everything, you know, they forecheck aggressively, but in their own zone, they keep everybody to the outside. So when you watch them in the regular season, it's tough to look at them and go, boy, that's a cup contender. They're as good as whoever. But every time you play them, it's just like they're a tough team to beat four times. So uh, yeah, the Lightning have their hands full. Yeah, no doubt. And they knew that going into the series. By the way, Tom Geiger watching, he says, Kindersley is loving having another born on the show. <laughs> so I got to ask, Kindersley, Netherhill, I think on your dad's hockey DB, it says Netherhill. But where were you born, Justin? Long Island? I was born in Long Island, yeah, yeah. but don't worry. I, every summer, I was back on the farm in uh, in Netherhill, and uh, you know, spent time buying scratch tickets at the co-op, visiting the family. So lots of Saskatchewan in the summers. I was just going to ask you that. Forgive me for asking, but for the benefit of our viewers, how much? What do you like about coming home to the motherland here, the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL, as I call it, right between Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton? Uh, what are your memories <laughs> of coming back here? Well, you know, we, we had a farm in Kindersley for, sorry, Netherhill for a lot of years. Um, and, you know, mostly it's people. You know, my, my family on that side, my aunts, my uncles, everyone are such good people. And when I would go visit, um, you know, just getting to be with people from Saskatchewan, we, we've talked about moving there in the past. They had a summer home in Saskatoon and all that. So it's, it's truly just, it always felt like home and people were so welcoming. And the, still the majority of my family is Saskatoon based. So, um, you know, we love it. And uh, my now wife has yet to, to see my side of the family or the farm or anything there. So I can't wait to get her out and, uh, and our young son and daughter. Well, no kidding. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you and I'm so happy that we've connected over the years because I'm obviously a good friend of your dad's and Clark, of course, Pat's great. Bob's his bobbleheads right here. Clark sent that up to us, by the way, from New York. He said, your nice. desk is a little, uh, a little, <laughs> he said, it's missing something. Anyways, back to hockey. Can we dabble a little bit in the Vegas Montreal series, by the way, and what you saw last night in game two? Yeah, I just see a, a Montreal team that confuses me because, I mean, they keep winning, but I, you know, I don't see it necessarily. They, they've had some some fortune in this playoffs. You know, John Tavares goes down in round one. Mark Scheifele's out for suspension round two. And now Chandler Stevenson's out in round, round three. So uh, that's worked out in their favor. But, hey, to their credit, they've got the job done. They, the biggest thing is starts of games. Like when they score first and they have Carey Price and they can kind of settle into their system, they're nearly impenetrable. But, you know, you score first on them, they have to open it up. It feels like things fall apart for them. So the first 10, 15 minutes against Montreal is huge. And they've won that first 10, 15 minutes, I think, seven of the eight last games they've played. Yeah, I think I saw the stat that they are 8-1 and one when scoring the game's first goal. And last night, by the way, I'm a long-suffering Vegas Golden Knights fan. So <laughs> I was like, when they got up 3 nothing, I'm like, I'm not feeling good about scoring 4 on Carey Price here right now. And, and actually, yeah. I, looked, I had to look up his age this morning because it seems, Justin, like he's been around forever. He's only 33. Yeah. No, it's insane. A lot of these guys that have been been in the league a long time, you're like, wait, he's only there. I called Mark Shifley 34 years old the other day. He's 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is some context when the guys have been around a long time. You forget that they're not old men, but hey, it's a it's a young man's game, and 33 is is getting up there, which really you know starts to make me feel a little bit uh, dated. But uh, yeah, he's not not an old man yet. Do you not? Still feel like I do that a best the best team will win a best of seven series. Like I had Vegas in six, so I'm not too concerned just yet. But listen, mm-hmm. there's got to put some doubt in your mind with what Montreal's doing. This is a special group. Yeah, 
It feels like every year there's a team that is maybe not the best team in their series, but things just go well for them. Last year, I, uh, you know, I had Dallas losing every series they played <laughs> until they went six games in the cup final or whatever it was. So um, Montreal may be that team this year where I'm not sure. Actually, I haven't picked them in any series so far, but they're finding their way through. So, yeah, I do tend to believe it'll sort itself out, but Montreal keeps proving me wrong. Jumping back to the other series, by the way, Game 3 tonight in Long Island, Islanders-Tampa. That series is tied 1-1. Obviously, I don't think you're surprised that it's 1-1 going back to Long Island. How much is that barn a factor for New York? I've never been, but like Clark's telling me, it's insane. My buddies that are going to the games, they say it's just rocking. Yeah. How big of a factor is it? It's a real factor. I mean, last year, you look at how things went for them. Or sorry, two years ago, they, they played the opening round in Nassau Coliseum and won, went to Barclays. They had to because of the scheduling or whatever, and the next round never won another hockey game. I'm not saying they're directly correlated, but there's not nothing there. You know, it's just something about the acoustics in that place. And it also just, like, identifies or it plays into New Yorkers' identity that they're kind of a gritty crowd. It's an old cement block, and it's unwelcoming, and it just... You know, it fits them well. So I think uh, being a tough-to-play team, it's a tough tough building to be in for the opposing team. It fits perfectly. So how did – I disclaimer, Clark explained why he crushed a beer can on his head in uh, – was it game five? I, game four? Why he did it? Yeah. How did it feel that your father-in-law was doing that at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum? Listen, he's, it's amazing because as a player, <laughs> he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do, and that has played through until he's, I think he's 67 now. He did what he had to do. He matched the energy of the New York Jets O-lineman who was there doing it. He, got, you know, he picked the crowd up. I think Barzal scored about two minutes later, and they never looked back. So, um, you know, you can poo-poo it all you want, but New Yorkers <laughs> love it. I love that he's, he's the difference. Oh, I'm not poo-pooing it at all. Are you kidding me? Uh, and he said he'll do it as often as they have to if it means they're going to win. That was what he said, which wouldn't surprise you. But uh, um, how do you expect this series to play out from here? There's no right answer per se, but um, what are you, what are you yeah. seeing ahead? A lot of close games and overtimes. You know, I, I just feel like Tampa is the better hockey team. You know, if you do believe that the better team's going to win, I, I do think that the better team generally does. But as I said, Beating the Islanders is not easy, and they make you earn it. So if it's going to be 2-1 in triple OT and 3-2 in double OT, maybe, maybe the Lightning get through. I just expect the, the way New York plays to, to not be a lot of fun and to make, make Tampa Bay really earn it if they're going to find their way to defending the Cup. Well, please tell me what you thought about the officiating in Game 2, if you don't mind, because everybody seems to have an opinion on it. <laughs> well, I think the officials have a ch- tough job, and I'm not one of the guys who tends to pile on you know, I, I saw Kerry Fraser tweet yesterday that there's immense pressure on those guys that isn't self-inflicted or inflicted by the other teams, but by the league. And there's a certain way they want them to call these games, and it's impossible for us to know what their directives have been. So I tend to refrain from saying it was terrible or it was great. Well, no one ever says it was great. They only say it was terrible. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes and behind the ears of those guys. So it's... It's tough to know where it's coming from sometimes. Well, I don't doubt that at all. But my point is when you've got video replay and they use it ad nauseum, I don't blame the four guys on the ice. They're human. I blame the four guys in the room that have a chance to look at it 18 different angles in slow-mo and HD. That's Will that ever be fixed, do you think? Well, you know, 
the more video we introduce, the murkier we're making things. It's not clearing anything up. Like, you know, we got we introduced video for goalie interference. Like, I'm more confused now. Like, you want to watch something in slow-mo six times to get a sense for it? Like, I don't think you can. You need the context of the run of play and the emotions to determine what feels across the line and what doesn't. You know, I don't know that we're going to get to a place where they're going to say we're going to do less video review, but I do think that it's it's not helping matters right now. So I don't know what the answer is, aside from all of us just accepting that we're going to get it wrong sometimes and it's human and that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> you sound like my co-host, Darren. I just can't accept that with technology now. I'm so, I just I know. can't because know. guys are getting fired out of this, right? Anyways, uh, my last one for you, Justin, is how are you enjoying the Tim and Friends thing and the Sportsnet thing. I just love watching you on there. You look just For right sure. at home. How are you feeling about it? It's been great. No, it's been really cool. I uh, I remember in university, I was an assistant captain on our hockey team, and they asked me to speak to the uh, the boosters, thank the boosters at the end of the year, and I literally said no. I couldn't public speak. I dropped classes where you had to give a presentation. I <laughs> hated all of it. Um, but, you know, I've gotten more confident and comfortable in my skin as I've gotten older for some life changes have played a, a part of that, I think, which you and I have discussed. And that, um, you know, it's really put me in a place where I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm comfortable and I feel like I have my wits about me. So I, it gets easier every day and it's been a lot of fun. Well, I'll tell you what, if it matters, I'm proud of you because I've seen it. I've known your career all the way up. And to see this yeah. now, it's just awesome. And I can see how much fun you're having. So Justin, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs and hopefully we can do it again down the line. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me, man. A lot of fun. Justin Bourne joining us from Sportsnet out of Toronto. The son of Islanders legend and Blades legend, Bob Bourne. Moosey is here. And he'll... (laughs) There he is. (laughs) We'll be right back uh, with another sports update and viewer takeover, overtime, and we'll see what else comes up. It is the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. Just not this week due to Blast Premiere. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, hey, hey. What was the direct text, Clark? We just got a text from one of our guys at Great Western. It should be the original 16 Ultra update. So... That's what we had. Maybe you said something different. Yeah, an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. Superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. I must have said something incorrect, but it is the Great Western Original 16 Ultra Up. Listen, <laughs> I'm not a beer guy anymore, so I'm getting it confused. Maybe Nelson. No excuse. Nelson can take the audio from this read, put it over the other one, and then your mouth will just do weird things. Rip, 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 Mr. Ed. <laughs> uh, sports update. The New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning resume their NHL semifinal tonight. The series is tied 1-1 after the team split the first two games in Tampa. It's a 6 p.m. mountain faceoff tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks hope to stave off elimination tonight in their second-round NBA playoff series against the visiting Brooklyn Nets. The Nets lead 3-2. 
in the series. The home team has won every game of the series so far. You know what they say, you're never in trouble till you lose at home. That was going to be our poll question. Stupidest phrase ever. And I've said that if I hear somebody say that, I'm going to reach out and slap them. Problem is, I haven't seen anybody say it. I've seen people tweet it. I want to reach through Twitter and virtually strangle. Never in trouble till you lose at home. Homer series, you're going to sit there losing in a game seven on the road and go, but we're not in trouble yet. <laughs> we should, this series shouldn't be over. We haven't lost at home yet. Problem you get is, it. you didn't win on the road either. The problem <laughs> is, you didn't win on the road either, exactly. We're not supposed to be in trouble. Toronto Blue Jays look to snap a three-game losing streak tonight. The Jays are home to the New York Yankees in the finale of a three-game series in Buffalo. Toronto's record has slipped to 33-33. and Jays now eight and a half games behind East leading Tampa. I get why people are upset now. The Blue Jays are trending downwards. Fast. Um, this sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. From our viewers, as we drop in, as we drop in to viewer takeover early here, from Jeff, the Stamps fan says, you know who says that? Wayne Gretzky. I don't care. He's wrong. You know what that reminds me of the other day when I just went after John Kirby in Edmonton for bitching about the schedule? And, right. he, and he goes, well, there's a lot of people in Edmonton that feel that way, Rod. Then, then there's a lot of people that are bitchers. Line them up. Yeah, line up. So what? I don't care how many people agree with you. You're bitching and complaining, and it's inane and annoying. And if Wayne Gretzky says you're never in trouble when, until you lose at home, then he's wrong too. Why would I care? Eesh. William May and Lloyd Minster. Being a ref is like being a cop. You're never right. Uh, oh, I honestly, I refed. You must have refed in your mm-hmm. life. I yep. hate it. That, and that's why I pretty much stay off refs' backs. I mean, I had CFL refs come up to me. You know, my years and years getting away out of the CFL, you're starting to realize a lot of things here. And one is I never criticized CFL refs because I never played the game. I damn sure never refed the game. So I wasn't going to get on a ref for making a call because I don't know. But with hockey referees, because I'd played it, refed it, coached it, I was all over those guys' asses because I knew. But when I spoke that night at the Canadian Football Officials Association banquet, I was the guest speaker, if you can believe. They were all over me after. They're like, thanks for not crapping all over us, Rod. Thanks for being so nice to us. And I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) I've never been in your shoes, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Whereas with the referees, I've been in their skates. You've ref football. I assume you've ref hockey. I've never ref football. Just oh, you hockey. didn't. Just hockey. Just hockey. It's a different perspective. Yeah, it is. No, and I have a lot of official friends too. Friends that are referees in football, and Mike Siona's one. Right? Mike Siona. Da, 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 yeah, da. Steve Chisholm's another. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of you know guys that we know. Um, Todd Joyce. I could go on and on, but um, it's tough. I, I mean, I did it enough as a kid and. I'm like, I don't want to do this no, I, for a I'm, long time. I'm a certified hockey official, actually. Like, yeah. 
once you get it, do you lose it ever? I don't think so. But you need to keep updating, I think. Well, I haven't done that. But I haven't either. But certified, yeah, for sure. But that's just why anybody that's officiated that's watching right now, I think you could agree that sometimes you get caught watching the game. Right, just skating up and I know I did. Yeah. So I'd be skating up and down, got my whistle, and I'm like, ooh, that was dirty. And all of a sudden, oh, you suck, Raph, Everybody's like yelling at you. And I'm like, oh, wait. And then, boom, your arm goes up. you got to make the call. I think sometimes when that's a delayed call, it's because the ref was caught watching. You still see it now even in the NHL, right? Oh, yeah. Until somebody starts yelling. <laughs> then they make the call. I mean, he was not paying attention. Well, it's the same thing. Braden's like, that's Braden Point. Let's see what he's going to do here. Braden Point. Whoa, what a move. And then they're upset. The goalie got knocked Goalie got knocked over. Oh, <laughs> penalty, right? right? And it's just like, now I know the referees in the NHL, don't, they're not like that. They're pros. Uh, they're pros. Yeah, they're I was just a I. ham. They're not you and I. They're pros. I refed enough to realize I never wanted a ref. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy by the name of Jeff Kraftchuk. I'll never forget it. They were playing in Lang one night, and the people were all over him. I won't say who, but I knew who they were, too. They are all over him. All night long. And he finally just stopped, took his whistle off his finger and put it down on the boards in front of him and said, you do it. Skated off the ice. <laughs> that was the just last time. Done. Ended them. Oh, man. Um, and the best, though, are probably, like, people will disagree, but I think the best are, are Major League Baseball umpires. I really do. I think they're the best. I don't know how they do it. I mean, the plays that are bang, bang at first, or when a catcher's, you know, throwing somebody out at second on a steal... Like, they are, now nobody's always, but like 99% of the time, they are always right. Like, the bang of the glove, like how they can get that like half step or quarter step on first base, like they're always right. It's pretty rare that they're wrong on those. It's amazing. I could never do it. Chris Bird in Toronto says, I've caught myself muttering, pass that or shoot while wearing the stripes. Well, I'll tell you, one of those referees who was a CFL official, Long-time one, a great cup veteran, said to me at that banquet that night, he's like, sometimes he'll be standing on the field. I don't want to say where, <laughs> right? Because that'll oh, give you an sure. idea. And he's like, he, he's like, a play will happen on the field, and he will go, he's like, I'll be saying to myself, you can challenge that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like the coaches don't even know what's challengeable and what isn't. Not entirely, right? But the one thing about the refs, and I'll break and come back for overtime, but you can complain about the calls that they make. You can. It's part of the job. But you cannot ever argue that they don't know the rule book. Oh, yeah. They know the rules inside out. You may not like their interpretation of them, but you're never going to catch them on having the rules wrong. And I just think it's funny that some of these head coaches in the CFL and probably every league don't even know the rules themselves. But you know that's a fact. It's their job. And and to get to that level, you treat that the same way we treat our profession. Like we live, you know, eat, sleep, breathe this. You know, business and broadcasting. What we do, right? We've refined this. You've refined it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Day in, day out, day in, day out. That's what officials do. You know, coaches practice, players practice. They're watching. They're reading that rule book. They know it inside and out. So... Us watching the games once a week, we don't know more than they do, unfortunately. 
let's uh, pause and come back for overtime and load up, if you don't mind, the text line, the uh, Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. Viewer takeover is for you. So you can comment on Facebook or YouTube or text us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back with overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose DuPont, it's overtime, and it's what we call viewer takeover, and I appreciate you all sticking through us uh, or with us through the whole two hours today, a lot of you, even though some of you drive me nuts. I really appreciate it. Let's just say it the way it is. Yeah. I appreciate them, but some drive me nuts. (laughs) Of course. Um, Of course. From Trent Bruner, he says, Norway calling. The Islanders should have the advantage playing at home over Tampa. The Canadians need the same type of game when that happens. Great interview with Maury Alley on the CEBL. Stay well, everyone. Thank you, Trent. Who's calling me from Wilmington, Delaware? Should I answer it on the phone or on the mic? I'm not going to. Easy there, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's Julio. How about that? Wilmington, Delaware? Who do I know in Wilmington, Delaware? Somebody in Wilmington, Delaware is upset that we're we're not not on on Game Game Plus. Plus. Exactly. For those that missed it earlier, I've got an avalanche of hate mail from people across Western Canada that were not on Game Plus TV this week, and they said, who can we contact? So I've given them all Sean McCormick's contact info (laughs) at Game Plus. Roast them! And they're all hockey guys. I find there's something interesting about that. Go blow up their Twitter feed. Well, whomever it is has left a voicemail, Darren, so... Oh, that's interesting. Our post-show meeting could get very spicy. Bo Halverson writes in, and he says, again, in the business of doing business, and business is business. It's from Brewster's Millions. Yeah. What does uh, 50 Cent say? I'm not a businessman. I'm in the I'm a business man. Brady in Saskatoon says, I drive you nuts, but I love you too, Rod. Brady, you drive me around the bend, man. <laughs> but I do appreciate you. How about that? How about that? Um, an update. This from the Canadian Football League. This came down this morning. The CFL is working with Health Canada to make rapid testing a key part of its health and safety protocols as its teams prepare to return to action this summer. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said in a statement, the government of Canada's provision of 60,000 rapid tests for use by the CFL is vitally important to our plan to keep our players, coaches, officials, and staff safe. It also allows us to keep our people and their workplaces safe in the most cost-effective way possible. We want to thank Health Canada, and we want other employees to know this type of support is also available to them. The rapid tests will be included in some provinces in the testing regimen used to keep players, coaches, and staff safe. They will also be used across the country to test other personnel, such as off-field officials and game day staff. The government of Canada is making rapid tests available to employers like the CFL that either are operating or are set to reopen as part of the safe restart of the economy. 
So as I read this, Darren, that's why it was difficult to predict if the CFL would come back or not because we didn't know that this type of thing was a possibility. Right. Fair? So basically what I'm reading here is, because I'm a little slow on the uptake, is that the government of Canada is providing free testing or at least up to 60,000 tests for the Canadian Football League. And just another... Another good sign that we're going to see CFL football this year. What do you think about this news? Yeah, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's news showing you the hurdles and, and what they're overcoming and what's happening and what's going on. And that's all good. It's all good because it means that they're working to playing and getting on the field. And we know there's still hurdles, right? I mean, things are going to happen. We don't know what's the deal with if you've had a vaccination, if you haven't, if you decide you don't want one, if you do want one, um, Travel, all that's this kind of stuff. We know, you know, the Eastern teams are coming west to start as we saw the, the calendar um, and the schedule get unveiled. Um, you know, it, it's all good. It's all trending towards playing, which is, which is great. That's what we want to hear. Mick is watching in Toledo, Ohio, where we are available on the Buckeye cable system. Just not this week. Mick in Toledo says, for all the RP haters, just remember... The RP shows loved by few, hated by many, <laughs> ignored by none. Keep at it, boys. I feel like there's a compliment in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Teddy Kleinsaucer is watching on Facebook, and he says, Hey, I never heard whatever happened with the XFL talks. No, you didn't. <laughs> Not by accident. <laughs> that is the shell game of which is CFL football. Oh, my God. Funny that he would bring that up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the XFL podcast yesterday, and he's like, why is there no XFL talk right now? Psst, because they don't want to talk about it. They want everybody excited for the season. They're still talking. I'm sure the conversations are still happening. You know what? And this is a big negotiating tool for both the XFL and the CFL. If they come back, now they're coming in August, and if the, the fans rush in and... The TV numbers are great. All of a sudden, CFL's got more bargaining power when they go to the table with the XFL. If it's not there, the XFL says, see, you need us, and here's what we're willing to do to help. You know, we want the traditions and everything. We've got this. So it'll be interesting. This, will, this season will, will uh, absolutely impact those discussions. Uh, well, it's going to be fun tomorrow. We'll be talking about all of that. Get your football questions Ready for a Flame Tech Football Friday. We're going to have the general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, Pinball Clements, and we'll have a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks with us. And my guess is it will not be quarterback Matt Nichols, who has me blocked on Twitter. We got another one. Thanks to Justin Bourne today and Mike Morreale. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern, right here on YouTube and Facebook on the RP Show. I'm not this renegade, rogue, tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you what's actually going on. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.